This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Behind home plate, we bringing it to a more day. Black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section three, three, six, we on this. So tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section three, three, six. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Good. I'm a little nervous. One week out from the trade deadline. Nervous about, you know, what's going to happen, who's going to leave, who's going to come. It's well, it's going to be a lot of stuff happening this next week. Yeah, and I mean, just tonight, as we're going on, is all the the rumors of Trey Mancini, and then Trey Mancini gets benched for tonight's game. They say it's just for rest, but the Mets are talking about, apparently there's rumor in New York about a trade talk going for Mancini and Dylan Tate that could happen as early as tonight. So lots of talk going on right now. Yep, and I believe absolutely none of it. You have all of a sudden Twitter accounts popping up saying that according to their sources, uh, I don't believe any right, of it. Right, I have, um, right. Twitter accounts you never heard of have better sources. Yes. Yeah, Twitter accounts that literally ex- have existed for a week all of a sudden have breaking news. Right, yeah, don't believe those. Yeah, and and in the background of that is Trey Mancini mired in, what is it, an 0 for 17, 0 for 20, whatever 0 for it is. 22, 0 for 22. 0 for 22 slump. 0 for yeah. 22 so slump. all that adds kind of interest and intrigue to what's going to happen. So it's going to be an exciting, I mean, this time next week when we're talking, it could the team could look significantly different or the team could look the same. We will find out. Yeah, I mean, and the problem is, we all came off of that. We came out of the all-star break like, hey, we're 500. How's this team going to do? And this team struggled with the Yankees, which rightfully so, the Yankees are the best team in baseball. They got one of the best records. Them and the Dodgers, I believe, are always going back and forth for the best record. They got a huge lead on the AL East. But uh, the Orioles struggled, and we really needed them to kind of win two instead of one of those games. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think it's open for debate how much these games matter to Mike Elias, but but certainly 
you had the chance to kind of make a statement against the Yankees yes. and against the Rays, two division rivals. Uh, and the Yankees, listen, the, this is no surprise. The Orioles are not as good as the Yankees. The one game they won was an amazing comeback against Garrett Cole, which was an awesome game and a lot of positives to take away from it. Um, but yeah, you lose two, two, two out of three to the Yankees. It's it's disappointing, um, but it's also like you said, it's not surprising. It's not. I mean, it's ex- expected. Um, right. You're not quite at the level. No one thinks you're at the level of competing for the best record in baseball, right? We're celebrating 500. They're celebrating. Yankees are celebrating nothing. Like the Yankees are a full-on World Series or bust, and we're not quite there yet as a team. Yeah, I mean, right, exactly. So it's not like it's a huge surprise. I think the fact that the Orioles took one is a positive to go out of that. Um, now we got four games against Tampa to see what we can do here. And you're right. I think if you ask Mike Elias, he already he's made his decisions before that. He's not going to let six games, eight games, whatever we have before the trade deadline affect his plans. You don't think so? No. Like well, like I said with Mancini. I think the plan for Mancini was was set on um, ahead of time, and it was based on whether Mancini would have would have signed an extension or not. And I think Mancini wants out. I think Mancini is making it clear. Uh, he gave a he gave some interviews, and he said he's looking at these final four games at home as his final games in Baltimore. He's not. He didn't make any comments about how. You haven't heard him this entire season make a single comment about wanting the Orioles to extend him or loving it here. He's checked out. He's not does not want to be an Oriole in a week from now. Yeah, I mean, I think you're reading a lot more into in, in, into what Trey's saying. I mean, I think Trey recognizes the reality situation. Right. I, this is not. I haven't heard that Trey Mancini's requested a trade. I think no. he's just recognizing the writing on the wall. But have and you have you heard Trey Mancini once say that he'd like to be in Baltimore next year? I've not heard him say he doesn't want to be in Baltimore next year. All right. Where did Trey Mancini buy a house? Did he buy a house in Maryland? I'm not his real estate agent. I don't keep tabs of where he buys no. a house. I know he I know where he rented in Maryland. He, I don't I don't know where he bought. Rent. He rented in Maryland. He bought a house, I believe, out in LA recently. Oh, really? so, yeah, I'll have to look it up, but I believe he has a new house out in California. Hey, and listen, if you're Trey Mancini, and I mean, you've been rumored to be traded the past two or three years. I don't know if I'd buy a house in Baltimore either. And I, I mean, I would want to just talking about kind of um, protecting yourself, just kind of like emotionally protecting yourself. I don't know if you want to invest yourself too much in Baltimore because I don't know if Baltimore wants to invest in you. And by Baltimore, I don't mean the fans. I mean Mike Elias, right? I, I, there's no – Josh, you, you say there's no evidence that, that Trey Mancini wants to try and ex- sign an extension. Yes. I could argue there's no evidence that Mike Elias wants to extend no, Trey there, Mancini, right? No, like I might agree. Be a, there is not. It might be a reaction against knowing – like you can read the writing on the wall. An agent first baseman, Ryan Mancastle, you know, young players coming up. Maybe Trey Mancini can read the writing on the wall. And so he's saying, you know, um, you know, but be, before you fire me, I quit kind of thing. Um, right, right, right. You don't trade me. I'm trading myself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was my idea all right, along. Exactly. Um, that's what I do when I'm driving. This is my new thing to do. And I was driving with uh, with mom the other day, Josh, and mom did it too. And it made me so happy. She took the mannerism 
of my driving and she stole it and she does it now too. And that's what we do is, and now we do it though. I started it. When a car cuts us off, I wave them. I wave them over. Like even when I didn't let them in front of me, when they just like swerve in front of me, you just wave being all rude. I wave them. Like it was my idea. Like, yeah, I I said, you can get over there. Yeah, I give them a wave. And so I think this is Trey Mancini kind of, Getting the wave. Oh yeah, trade trade me. I'm gonna. I can't wait to say goodbye. This is gonna be my my, my last week here because uh-huh. he sees the writing on the wall. He sees what Michael Ice is doing, so he's he's waving the car over. So he's you're saying, yeah, yeah, it was my idea. So you're um, saying his favorite place, his, his favorite place in Maryland is BWI as well. Oh, like Adam Jones, <laughs> exactly, Adam Jones. So yeah, I mean, and it may. Like I, I've been saying man, since the beginning of the season, I think I've been the I've been the Mancini's being traded guy. You've been the maybe not guy. Um, yeah. You still on the maybe not, or you think the writing's on the wall at this point? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I also said, listen, I, I hope. Here's what I hope. I hope the Orioles have sat down, had an honest conversation with Trey Mancini. That's that's the thing about this business. Honestly, I never understood. I didn't understand with the Adam Jones stuff. It seems to happen all the time. The Manny Machado stuff. Like, I don't understand why, like, players don't sit with management and just have open, honest conversations. Here where we are, here's where I am. And so I just hope that they've had an open and honest conversation about Trey Mancini. And if Trey Mancini, if you're right, Josh, that Trey Mancini, like, it's not, it's not Michael Elias doesn't want to extend him. It's like Trey Mancini is like, I've spent enough time lo- lo- losing in Baltimore I want to go out to the except, West Coast, or I want to live somewhere else. Now would now wouldn't be the time to leave. Yeah, I know that's the weird thing too. Like how how will how will Trey Mancini feel, Josh, if Trey Mancini is traded away to to the Mets or something, and the Orioles make the playoffs? Like how will Trey Mancini feel about that well, after going through all the losing seasons? Now seeing the Orioles win with him not there, that's got to be a crusher, right? I don't know. I mean, let's let's look at the other hand as an Oriole fan. How will you feel saying the Orioles don't make the playoffs? Because it's it's a long shot. All right, so the Orioles don't make the playoffs. How do you see, feel as an Oriole fan seeing Buck Showalter and Trey Mancini together in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I mean, this is, Josh, but this wouldn't be anything entirely new, right? I, I, I know what it is to see Nick Markakis in the playoffs. I know what it yeah. is to see a lot of players in the playoffs that used to be Orioles, but, whether because they were traded that way or because they signed that way or whatever. Like I'm used to seeing players leave and make the playoffs. Yeah, but those uh, are two guys. With Braves, those but are also two, with other teams. Those are two guys who are the face of this franchise. Yeah, I know. I know. And, like, and two I know. guys that O's fans just love to death. We exactly. love Buck Showalter to death. We love Trey Mancini to death. This is not Manny Machado going to San Diego. Because even when Manny Machado was – like the best player on the team. He was still never the face of the organization. He was, he was the best player out on the field, but not the guy. I don't know. I, he always, you always still had haters. There's no haters on Buck and on Trey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, the difference just thinking about it now is Manny Machado was like just incredibly talented baseball player. So you just like love to watch him play every day. Cause you know, he was going to do something amazing on third base or amazing with the bat. And and Trey is not that sensational of a player, right? Like, he's not going to make – he's not – I mean, this weekend – I mean, late in the show, we'll get to Jorge Mateo. But this weekend, Jorge Mateo, I thought it was a Jorge Mateo um, show this weekend against the Yankees. But 
But Trey Mancini is not that splashy guy like Manny Machado was, where he would just make an amazing play on any given night you come out to the ballpark. But Trey Mancini is that, like, just lovable. He just feels like a Baltimore guy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the not overly talented, just works hard, comes to the to, to the ballpark every day, yep. puts in a good day's work. Um, you know, his story, of course, he was endearing to the fans before, but but of course, overcoming cancer uh, made him even more endearing right. um, to the fans. And just seems like the guy you want mic'd up, just your everyday kind of common Joe guy. Um, and just a guy you love to root for. And and Buck Showalter, again, right? Buck Showalter, for how much he, again, different than Manny, just how much Buck embraced Baltimore and embraced his role with Baltimore. And yes, the winning and the success, but also what like what do we know Buck Showalter most right. for? The I like our guys, right? And yeah. <laughs> Baltimore fans, we certainly like our guys. And have your manager come out there and say, I like our guys, I like our guys, I like our guys. Like there's something endearing. And his about that and his willingness to kind of well, stand up for for the Baltimore baseball team in a way that we haven't really had a manager stand up for Baltimore like that before was was pretty cool. So you're right. Both those guys, all that to say, both those guys, I feel like have a special place in Baltimore fans' and they hearts. Come, they come from that same cloth as Nick Markakis, Adam Jones, JJ Hardy. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah, that's true. Guys that and then you, you look at the Oral team now and there's there's potential there, but it's why the uh, it's why Oriole fans have always they've always been attached to weird players. Where like you got Manny Machado out there who's the best player, but you got a you got all of Birdland focused on Ryan Flaherty. Or, There's more Ryan Flaherty Twitter fan accounts than exactly, Manny Machado fan accounts. Exactly, yeah. and you yeah. got I think that's why I just saw McKenna get a hit, and I think McKenna's getting a little bit of that. Where like because I he's the hardworking I, underdog, I, I think McKenna gets it's too like, much hate. I love it's McKenna. like McKenna and Mateo get that. It's the same type of vibe as Ryan Flaherty. Where it's like, we like them. They're not the best player, but that doesn't matter. They're still our guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that. So, yeah, it, it will be weird to see Trey on another team. Yeah. Especially the Mets because of the whole Buck Showalter. I think he's in Wayne Kirby over there, too, connection. Um, right. So, yeah. But it's um, happening, right? Well, I don't what, know. I don't what know. Like, your, I think. What are your chances that Trey gets traded now? A week out. We're a week hmm. out on the trade deadline. Yeah. So I think. I mean. I mean. You. I mean. You mentioned Trey's comments. He said he's saying goodbye to Camden Yards. Yeah. <laughs> serious. Yeah. He is saying goodbye to Camden Yards. Yeah. That seems like likely. What um, type? What type of goodbye? Uh, but I don't think it's hundred percent. What type? What type of goodbye do you think he's saying to that left field wall? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's saying a big old, like, uh, you know, middle finger salute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goodbye to that wall. Exactly. Um, but, but, but no, I think, I think Elias will try to move him. Um, yes. But I don't, but I also think, Josh, I'm also just like, I don't know. Like, our offense is not great. I know he's in an 0 for 22 slump, but Trey makes this offense better. That's what I'm saying the whole time. Right. Like he is a valuable piece, both leadership and like actual player. And I don't think whoever we bring in, Stowers, whomever, no. um, makes up for his offense contribution. So I, I don't think Mike Elias is in a position where he needs to trade him for nothing. Right. And that's, um, but and I'm, I also I'm curious think to see how. Yeah, go ahead. That's, that's what, that's the most interesting thing to me 
is what do you tra- what do you can you get for Trey Mancini? Because yeah, he's not an all-star. He's very good. He's a better person than he is a ball player. And he means more to Birdland than any other team out there. So what right. do you trade that fans don't get all irritated about? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. also so a Josh, rental. Exactly. So let's say, yep, so you're right. A team's not going to pay a lot for him. So you're not going to get like a top 100 prospect for him, right? right? And so all of a sudden, you're, you're going to get like a number 18 and 19 level prospect on someone's top 30 list. And they think, ah, but then when they go to the Orioles, because the Orioles farm system is just bonkers right now. Yeah, it's he's gonna, gonna be they're gonna be twenty nine or thirty. Right. Yeah, twenty nine and thirty. And then you ask yourself, is it is that fine that we just traded Trey Mancini for our twenty ninth best prospect? Like what? Exactly. Does that even make sense at that level? So that's the only thing that gives me pause. Like what could the return be for Trey Mancini that could make it worth it for Mike Elias? Yeah, and that's where it gets tricky because that's I think and that's where yeah, I don't know what type of prospect unless it's a really long-term prospect you're going to get for Mancini. So can you get pitching help for this year? Can you do a rental for a rental? No, because the type of team that you're, you, can't, you can't be buyers and sellers with the same guy. You, can't, you can never find another playoff-bound team that needs a first baseman and has extra starting pitching. It doesn't work that way. If you're going yeah, to get, to find that deal, if you're yeah. gonna get a, a piece... To help this year, you're trading to a team that's not playing for this year. And I don't think you're going to find – you're not going to be able to trade Mancini for a piece that helps you this year. So it's going to be prospects. And when you have to throw in Mancini and Dylan Tate, it's really scary about what prospect you're going to get. If you're then throwing in a quality bullpen arm and Trey Mancini, you have to get something good. But I don't know what – what that's worth in a rental right and so maybe that's how you swing it maybe that's you know with Trey Mancini you can't get the prospect you want but all of a sudden you throw in Dylan Tate and Trey Mancini and all of a sudden because everyone needs bullpen help right there's not a team in baseball that doesn't need bullpen help and so all of a sudden maybe that gets you the top prospect that you really want that you just can't get with Trey Mancini alone so maybe it's going to be a package deal with Tate and, and Mancini or someone else, Perez and, Manti- and Mancini or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's something. I mean, we've seen Michael Eyes in the past get, like, these, you know, Dominican players who are 17, 18 years old. I feel like a, that was a couple years ago when, you know, we did our Dominican Summer League. We couldn't get enough players, and so we are just... Right. But I feel like now we're kind of into the international signing enough that we don't need to trade just to fill that roster. Right, that's the and so I feel like thing. trading Mancini for a couple 18-year-olds that no one's ever heard of, I don't know if that's going to get it done in Birdland. No, you're going to have to trade for someone who could potentially be part of this rotation next year, which is going to be a tough trade, a tough deal to find that spot because it is. You want – the farm system's good. You've got po- positions lined up, so you're looking at your farm system not for five years from now, but in the next two years, what are you going to need? And you've got the infield hopes. You've got outfield hopes. Starting pitching's the weakness. And I don't know if you can get something like that for Trey Mancini. Yeah, I mean, no, no one's going to trade 
a future projectable rotation arm for Mancini. I don't, I don't think they are. Right. I, I think those pieces are too valuable, so, so can, I, I don't see that. Now, maybe you throw a Dylan Tate in there, maybe that moves the needle. I, I'm right. not sure, though. And that's the thing. If you throw in a Dylan Tate and you get a team like the Mets where it's this year is all or nothing, maybe because the Mets have a nice rotation. But they've had lots of injuries this year, which means their top prospects have came up. They've brought guys up to fill in as Scherzer was hurt and uh, other guys on that team. They What that team has struggled with is the rotation. Yeah. But on the other hand, Josh, I think Scherzer is back now. And, um, and I, know, I don't know how much you can rely on it, but DeGrom is making his rehab starts and he right. should be back. Um, so you're saying... So, so maybe all of a sudden... Where it was That's a strong point. You kind of thinned out because of injury. Now all of a sudden players are going back and you have an extra arm. I, I'm I'm not sure. But but again, with their injury history and some of their older players like Scherzer, I think you want that insurance policy of those pitchers. But um but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see um what you're willing to get back because you're right. It's hard. Like, what 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 you don't want? Here's what I don't want. I, I don't want an Alex Cobb for Jemai Jones situation, right? Like we <laughs> right. can't get Jemai Jones back. That, right. that, that can't no. be the deal. It can't be a guy, a guy that we're like gonna that. cut. Yeah, a bubble guy or something. You yeah. can't. It can't be a guy. Yeah, that might not even make this team because Birdland would love to have the final two months of Trey's Trey's career versus a Jemiah Jones. Right, right. Versus some low kind of wild card that maybe there's a one percent chance that might work out yeah right um yeah so i mean i don't know it but also like it looks like the upper minors is pretty good like it looks like our triple a team yes. is the best team right now in the minors it wasn't that way at the beginning of the season but right now so maybe you look for a guy um who's a little bit younger right so you can kind of get that streamline after your hendersons and vavras after your your stowers, you know, look for a guy at, at the single A level um, to beef up that team for the next wave. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways to go here. But again, you have to get someone who is kind of worth it. Yeah. Because you are giving up something. Yeah. I'm going to say that it is impossible to trade Trey without people getting upset. You're not going to I will be upset with the return. Right. I know I will be. You're not going to get a return that makes people happy and makes people understand it. Yeah, because even even on a good return, Josh, even on a good return, you're taking a player I know who is good. Yes. I know Trey Mancini is good. Give me a maybe. For a guy that has, like, what, a 20% chance of becoming a major league starter? Right. Probably a 5% chance of becoming as good as Trey Mancini is? And the chance, like, right, and the chance of you getting it in a position where I understand and see the weakness is really, really slim. Yeah, yeah. And if you're... And I think Michael Elias is transitioning to this, and you have to be right that that we're no longer like we're we're starting to compete now. Yeah, like we, we need to start competing. Like we need to start, um, like we need to start thinking about um, the rest of this year, but also 2023. Like we are good now, right? We're not we're not trading everybody away, and that I'm pleased. We'll see what happens. I'm pleased that there's been very little chatter about Jorge Lopez. The only chat, chat, chatter I've heard is that Lopez is asking price might be too high, which is what I want to hear. And if a team yeah. wants to go too high, then I guess you can part with Lopez. But but I want the prices now to be high. Whereas last year, years ago, you want Miguel Castro? Yeah, you can have him. Right. I, what what we give? Do you want Ta- Ta- Tommy Malone? Okay, you can have him. Where this year, 
um, I think it's like, no, like we will keep these guys because they're good and they'll be here next year. But if you blow us away, I'll consider it, which I think is where we should be. Yeah, I understand that. I do think so. I don't. I do like and you see it in the national media now. We talked about it last week, but you saw it even more this week where national reporters are starting to say, hey, uh, actually, the Orioles are kind of fun. Something's going on, and I've seen multiple writers going, hey, something's going on with the Baltimore organization. Let's pay, pay a little attention to the Orioles. They're a fun team. Uh, Mike Petroli, uh, Petrolo, I saw, just tweeted out, the Orioles are exciting to watch. Like, I'm really into this team all of a sudden. Um, there's uh, People are starting to pay attention, and it's because yeah. of, as we talked about before, the team that this team fights and this team never gives up. And this team doesn't need the stars in order to do it. So you don't. You can continue to do this with Trey Mancini for two months and be good, be fine, be happy. Whatever you trade, I don't know. It's just going to be weird. It's just like at least with – I know we need to talk Anthony Santander there, however you want to pronounce it. Um, but I feel, like, I feel like at least him, I can see some more trade value coming. So I feel better about that move. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to him. Josh, one other question, though, about about that. I, and I don't think Mike Elias, I know, I'm pretty confident Mike Elias won't switch into be buyers. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think we're team, buyers. But we're not but, but, sellers. Okay, but Josh, just let me ask you this. Yeah. Put yourself in the GM seat. And I'm going to pitch to you a team that is young, a team that is has a bunch of really good players under control, a team who has Grace Rodriguez and John Means coming back. Grace Rodriguez as early as this year. John Means next year. I'm looking at at a, at a, at, a, at, a, at a team that has a two uh, a top five prospect about to be promoted. Another top 100 prospect about to yeah. be promoted. Josh, couldn't you make just if had, you were the GM? The and I know Michael won't, but couldn't you make a strong case for being buyers and buying? Um, a starting pitcher oh, I, or a second baseman I can easily make with that argument. some control. I can easily make that argument. That argument's simple. This argument is, when I look at this team for this offseason, what do I need to do? I need to, we've talked about this over and over again. I sign Carlos Correa and I sign a rotational arm. I sign a number one, number two pitcher. So I'll take a three, yeah. Fine, I'll take a three, whatever. I sign another arm because I'm going to have John Means, Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall. I need two more pitchers. I sign a big pitcher this offseason. So I could sign him, or I can trade Trey Mancini, Anthony Santander, some of these strong bullpen arms, and get him now and not have to deal with that during the offseason. Even a prospect. Even a prospect. We have the number one ranked farm system. We could trade a piece or two away and still be a a really strong farm system without trading away a Henderson. Yeah, no no Westberg, no Henderson, no D.L. Hall, no Grayson Rodriguez. You can go ahead and trade. Outside of our top, we can still – there's teams that covet our prospects outside of that. Can you explain this to me? Yeah. Why is everyone obsessed with Kyle Stowers? Well, I've been poo-pooing him a little (laughs) bit. I don't understand it. Everyone's like – Trade, make these moves to make room. Trade Anthony to make room for Stowers. Stowers has had a few opportunities up here, and well, it's been had, nothing. Had one. It was he had just one, one week, one series in Toronto because Santander wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> now and he didn't even start every game. Now yeah. Santander is now vaccinated. How much do you think that has to do with? Is that did did he go ahead and get the shot 
because the Orioles are playing well and we're going to have to go back to Toronto? Or did he get the shot to not to increase his trade value? Yeah, the timing right before the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, the timing. Very is, interesting. I haven't checked the schedule to see when we go back to Toronto, but the timing. But it's not like we go there tomorrow. Um, and so the, the timing is well, very well, interesting. Well, you probably have to get it. I, my guess is, remember, to be fully vaccinated, you got to be like two weeks out. So it could easily be yeah. about oh, yeah, maybe. about going to Toronto. Because, like, you know, if you're on a cruise ship, you have to have your second shot. And, and Keegan Aiken, he, and Keegan Aiken, who's not going to trade, I don't think. He 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 was vaccinated as well. All right, and wasn't prior. All right. and, you know and, what? This is yeah. This is I think this is all about the Orioles going to Toronto. We go to oh, when, so when so when they go there next? Three weeks. Okay, yeah, that makes three sense. Three weeks. Then. So getting yeah. being fully vaccinated right now makes sense. You get your shots. You're all good in three weeks. So Santander is going to be mad when he got vaccinated because he was all about the Orioles going to Toronto, and now he's going to be traded. Um, so good for him, I guess. I but, think, but no, I, th- I think, I think it's they, commendable, they went, actually. They went to him and they said, look, we lost. We split in Toronto last, uh, the last thing. We needed you there. Get the shot. Help us out. We're in this. And I think he went and got the shot. I think it's for the I Orioles, so. not for the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I don't think the Orioles talked to him about it, to be honest, Josh. I don't, I don't think, I think it had nothing to do with the Orioles. You I don't, think You don't think in Clubhouse uh, the players went up and talked to him? Mm, I don't think – I mean, Brand, Brand, Brandon Hyde was asked. He said point blank. I did not talk to no, him about no, no, no. getting vaccine. I do not think the Orioles did. I don't think, I think Elias did either. No, I think yeah. I think Cedric Mullins, uh, Trey Mancini, I think some in clubhouse, other players uh, said, hey, maybe. we really want you there. Like I understand you're going through this, but it would be really nice to maybe. have you there. Look, yeah, I, got, could be. I got my shot, and I haven't had any issues, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I assumed it came more from his agent. Like, listen, you could you could be traded. You go to a World Series contender. Um, you get a better chance of doing that if you get vaccinated. I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, maybe the agent has influence. But who goes to Toronto but, a bunch? I'd, I'd have to look at Toronto's schedules to see. Like, ooh, it's, not, it's not going to affect the Mets or the Braves. Like, the Braves Unless need, go to the World Series. Braves need an outfielder. <laughs> I, guess yeah. the, I guess the World Series. But um, but that's setting yourself. And up American a lot. League has a home field now, with the World, with the World Series. Right, so four games in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I'm not counting uh, on Toronto being in the World Series, I guess. Yeah, you think so? I mean, we talked about likelihood Mancini's traded. I, I would put it about eighty percent at this point. The likelihood okay. of Santander traded. Um, again, I think because you have a little more control with Santander. Which means I would you get imagine more up, more back. Yeah, you need a little more back for Santander than you do for Mancini, both because you know I think he's better defensively. You get yeah. another year of control, and so, he means he means as much to another team as he means to the Orioles. Right, which it's, is not the case with Mancini. Right. Yeah. Um. So about so I put the likelihood of him being traded probably at I don't know seventy percent. It's a, so you're saying Santander has a lower trade value? I think, or a, a lower, lower chance, of being, chance of being traded? I would put him at a higher, I would, well, I put Trey Mancini at 99%, but I think Santander is right up there at like 80, 85% because you can get much more back from him. You could trade him and actually get a part that could help you this year. Because maybe, I guess the only part of it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the only part of it that maybe I would think makes him, yes, more valuable, but also maybe more likely to be traded because there's no urgency, right? Like, if they don't trade Trey Mancini now, they can do it they're enough. not trading him at all. Where Santander is, doesn't become a free agent until 25. Right. So you still have the next two years to play with him or deal him if you wanted to. Yeah. I got a question. So um, a little off-trade topic, but as you were talking about how long you have with Santander, so this Jackson Holiday kid, uh, you know, number one draft pick, just paid him a record eight some million dollars. Most a high school record for a high schooler. For yeah, record yeah. for a high schooler. How long do we control him for? How does it work now in baseball? Like, what's the? I I know your clock. They always talk about your clock starting to tick when you get to the majors. How long can you leave a guy in the minors? Well, you can leave him. Uh, I don't know all the math here. I think you have like seven years or something when you call him up. But I mean, he's not going to be down. A, he's the... going to be down there like two, three years max. Yeah, but 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 this is where the and I don't know all the the rules here, but this is where the rule five draft comes in, right? Because okay, at, after a certain number of years, you have to pr- put him on your forty man, or another him. team can pick him up in the rule five draft. But I don't know how many, how long that right. is exactly. Got it. That makes sense. So the rule five draft is part of that, helping you push guys out of the minors. Right. So a guy can't stay in the minors forever if he's really good. Another team will pick yeah. him up. Okay. Yeah. I wondered about that. Thank you. Which connects to our Santander talk because he was a rule five guy. Right. Right. And a guy that we have a lot of control of still because of that. Yeah. Can you imagine we got him the rule five? What? I don't know. Three years ago, four years ago. The, and now, I'm sorry. No, it was longer than that. It was like 17, right? Like 2017. It was when yeah. he was young. Um, no, the Orioles have to be the king of the Rule 5 draft. Isn't Wells, wasn't Wells a Rule 5 guy also? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to, like, the you kind of the the great, I mean, Jose Batista is a great Rule 5 story. Um, Darren, Darren O'Day, I think, is another Rule 5 story. Yep. But those stories are so rare to have a Rule 5 guy who becomes a regular everyday player. And we got two. We got a, an everyday outfielder and an everyday rotation arm above average at both positions out of the Rule 5, which I think is pretty rare. And I guess kudos to the Orioles. Yeah, I think exactly. Dan Duquette was Santander. And then, obviously, Michael Elias was Wells. And that's the thing is this team, as much as we give credit, this is just like when Dan Duquette had, was playing well. And we had to look back and give Andy McPhail credit. You do have to give some of the credit for this team to Dan Duquette. I know people don't like to do that, but none of these guys coming up, besides Adley Adley Rushman, was the first draft pick up from uh, uh, Michael Elias. Most of these guys, Dan Duquette Duquette drafted. Yeah, yeah, and so that's and that and that that includes a guy like Ryan Mountcastle who's been a big contributor. Well, it's Mountcastle, yeah, Santander, Cedric Mullins, Trey Mancini. Yeah. Um, yeah, and more. Yeah, because you're right. Like, and we did the same thing with McPhail, and this is just the nature of baseball, right? Where it takes, and this is a tough job to be a GM, but you got to have a long leash because it takes often four, five, six years for these guys you drafted to develop. And so all of a sudden, if you're, you know, you become GM, you're, you're inheriting uh, a, a team, not not just a major league roster that's not yours. Your your AAA team, your AA team, the guys that will be up in a year, two years, three years, four years are all guys that you're inheriting. 
And to Michael Elias' credit, I remember this when he came in and when he when he when he kind of took home, he 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 gave a shout out to the previous regime and said, "Listen, there are some DL Hall, um, there 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 are some pieces here to work with, right?" He he did not say that the cupboard was bare. Like there are some pieces here to to work with, and it's true if you look at the major league team who's here, there's a lot of Dan Duquette guys that are here um and, yeah. and so give credit to where credit's due um so 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 yeah i think that's interesting to look at josh you mentioned trades yes you know whose name i haven't heard at all and i'm a little surprised okay jordan lyles is is jordan lyles is he is he going to be traded or is, um, or is he here is he here a week from now i think he is that's interesting Jordan Lyles, if you are a clear seller team, because you're not going to get anything for Jordan Lyles, even though you got another year out of him, you're not going to get anything for your fifth rotation guy. So I don't know. He's pitched well enough to be traded, but I don't know if you get anything that doesn't hurt you. You plan on him being in your rotation next year. So I don't know what you could trade that you then have to replace him next year, because even as we talked of this rotation of, means rodriguez hall and someone you sign in the offseason you still have lyles as part of that rotation so i think you and i i mean i guess you're, you could always say well no we want wells to be part of the rotation not lyles but then you still need someone until means is back so i guess i see it as i don't know if you can get enough for the guy that you kind of plan on being in your rotation Yeah, and Lyles is a classic, and you're right, he has an, a team option for 2023. So maybe, Josh, you're saying, of course, the Orioles will pick up that team option for 2023, and then they very well may. Um, because you're looking at a guy, and I don't know how many of the teams wants, want this, but a guy who, this is what we said at the beginning of the season, he eats innings. Like, he, he has thrown the most innings in the team. He's going to give up a couple home runs. He's going to give up some runs. His ERA is like 4.7 or something. So he'll give up some runs, but he'll also throw into the six for you. He'll give yeah. up four runs and throw into the seventh inning for you. Right. And some teams, well, yeah, some we'll want teams that. want that. But like we'll, he's not going to pitch in the World Series, right? He's right. not going to. He's, he's not. He's, no. he's going to be a guy that saves your bullpen because you don't want to tear up your bullpen on, on on a Thursday night in August. Like no, he's going to save that bullpen by throwing yes. seven innings for you. And and teams want that. Uh, yeah, and you get into the World Series. He moves into your bullpen for that same yep. thing of uh, that will you can save us. Um, hmm. I don't know what would you trade for him though. I can't. I think of, part of it is I'm also skewed because I think about all the trades Dan Duquette made at the end there, and I don't think any of them panned out well. I know we've broken them down before, but like we've traded good pieces and not gotten stuff back. We haven't been in this position of being on the cusp of winning. The 2012 season, we got shocked. We got surprised. And then we kind of rode those coattails. The only time we've ever been really buyers was the um, uh, the closer. Who I'm blanking on the closer that we, that we bought. And, and, and Andrew Miller. Yeah. Andrew Miller. That's the only time we've ever been buyers. And we're not buyers yeah, now. Some small things like Travis Snyder and stuff. But yeah, over yeah the, over but that's, the, all, yeah, that's right. all crap. Travis yeah. Snyder's a move we could make now. I mean, we've 
this is very as we've never been in this point of building to something. And it might and it's like you said, it's not even building to this year. It's whatever moves we make, maybe for this year, but it's really for next year. And I yep. don't know if you can get something for next year for Lyles when you could already use a guy like Lyles for next year. Yeah, I think that's fair, especially because you don't know if John Means, like you mentioned, you don't know if John Means will even be ready to start next year. Right. He might and not so be ready he, till May or G- early June. Right. And so you might need that starter. Though I would argue, Josh, I would argue if you got Grayson Rodriguez, hopefully D.L. Hall, you guys like Tyler Wells, Dean Kramer, maybe Voth turns into something. Hopefully you sign somebody, like a third starter. Right. Like, does Lyles, I think his importance is less. Yeah, it diminishes. Sure. Yeah. And when Means comes back, it diminishes. But what can you get for it that's worth it? Is it, okay, let's trade Lyles, and let's, speaking of inning eaters, we got uh, Matt Harvey down here. Let's bring Matt Harvey up, and he can do just as good as, as Lyles. I mean, maybe that is the thought process is you bring you bring Harvey up. We still don't have D.L. Hall up here, so we can get through this season. You can trade Lyles and bring D.L. Hall up and be fine. But what do you really get for Lyles, I guess, would be my question. That's going to well, help you I next think year. What you get, well, I would argue, and here's the argument to trade him, and I'm not saying they should, but the conversation I'm having is next year he's due to make $7 million if you pick up that option. Right. And is he going to be your in the top seven starting pitchers on your team, right? And if he's not in the top seven, all of a sudden I'm worried that I got to, between Wells and Kramer, all this guy, I got to figure out a way to get Lyle's innings when he's the seventh best star on the team. Oh, and by the way, I'm paying this guy $7 million when I could have put those funds, you know, into the Carlos Correa sweepstake. Why am I paying this guy $7 million when I get a bunch of guys who are making less and probably better pitchers than he is? So maybe also, which I think might be why they don't even pick up the option next year. Because why pay this guy $7 million when our other guys are now ready to pitch in the majors, where this year you didn't have Paul Rodriguez ready. Now these guys are ready. I don't need. And hopefully you're signing a better free agent than, than Lyles. So prospects coming up, you sign a better free agent. All of a sudden, maybe there's not room for Lyles in the top six or seven. So you don't need him anymore. And so now trade him now, or you'll just lose him at the end of the season. I guess that's the argument for trading Lyles, or okay. trying really hard to trade Lyles now. And I guess I would say, like, Michael Elias this entire time has said, when this team is ready to compete, we will spend the money. So $7 million for a rotational arm is not a big deal. And it's something you'll gladly pay when it's time to compete. And I think that's why the Orioles made that deal. They were real aggressive in getting him in the offseason and making a deal like that to guarantee him seven years and seven million in 2023 um, with options, I think, up to 11 million. But that wasn't like just to incentivize him to come for the Orioles for this year. It was because, hey, we see you as part of the plan for next year also. We do want to pay you that seven million. It wasn't a trick of come here and some other sucker will pay the seven million. We'll pay that. Yeah, and, and I think the 2023 option is because maybe you didn't know what the rotation would look like, right? You yes. didn't know what the deal is. Hall going to get hurt again? Is he going to be ready to start? Has is he going to be a bullpen himself? arm? Right. Right. And, and so all of a sudden, this gives you a little bit of insurance when you don't know. 
And I would say at this point, still, Josh, the starter rotation is in a state of flux and unknown. Like we could throw darts and and, and speculate what the twenty twenty three starting rotation will look like, but there's no one. I can't wait for that. Really time. penciled in, right? What? Yeah, right. I cannot wait for the the February March episodes of Section three thirty six as we're getting hyped up and giving our predictions for twenty twenty three and picking the rotation. This year's fun. I cannot wait for next season. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you're right. We can't. I can say Grayson Rodriguez, DL Hall, John Means. I can lock those guys in, but but two of those guys are currently injured. The third guy hasn't made his jump to the majors yet, so it's it's. I can write those names in, but not. Who knows? It's, yeah. I'm gonna just use and, and a really quick pencil. Josh. Um, let's go there for a second. Why on on why in the world is DL Hall not with the <laughs> it's Orioles ridiculous. right now? It makes no Can sense. Can you explain this? It makes zero sense that he is not starting one of these games against Tampa. I mean, I can't explain it. I, it it makes it makes no sense. He's been lights out. Um, here, here's his stats for June. Can we just talk about this record? Just listen to this, listeners of the Section 336 podcast. Listen to DL Hall's stats for June. 20 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's given up just eight hits in his 20 and two-thirds innings. He's giving up one run in the month of June. That's an ERA of 0.44. Eight walks, which for DL Hall is actually really good. And 40, listen to this, boys and girls, 20 innings, 40 strikeouts in June. You cannot dominate a month of baseball more than D.L. Hall has. This combined with the fact that he's a little bit older, I think he's 23 maybe, maybe 24. This combined with the fact that he's been on the 40-man all year, so it's not like you have to make room for him on the 40-man. He's right. been on the 40-man roster since the beginning of the season. Right. And and here he is coming off an amazing month. You were going to have to call Grayson Rodriguez up, who's younger. Here's D.L. Hall coming off an amazing month, and, and, and he's not – and you're in the midst of a playoff push, pushing 500 – this huge series against the Yankees and Rays, and and DL Hall, you know your most talented arm in the minors is not there. It boggles my mind, Josh. It boggles my mind. I, I, I don't understand it. No, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, and when you look at, all right, so they're saying so Spencer Watkins is going to pitch tomorrow, and then um, I just had the schedule up in front of me, this stupid app. Well, Not even to, today's start with with Voth. Today was Voth, Voth who can't throw, who Voth. can't go deep into games at all. Right, Voth you gotta for, watch Voth. You had Voth for three innings. You got Spencer Watkins tomorrow, then you got Wells on uh, Wednesday, and then you got Lyles on Thursday at the early game. I mean, the only I get that your rotation is strong and rested because you had you had the uh, break. You had um. The all-star break. So I get that your rotation can take a break, that your rotation is all strong and you can run through them all. But your best guy is blowing things away. You didn't. You waited way too long on Grayson Rodriguez. We all know that. Now you are waiting too long on D.L. Hall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't. 
I mean, even if it, you can move Voth to the bullpen, because clearly you don't want him throwing 100 pitches a night. So move the ball to to the bullpen where he's pitched before. It, it just it's easy to make room for 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 DL Hall, and it boggles my mind why they won't do it. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, it yeah. boggles my mind, Josh. Bavra, Westberg, Henderson, three players playing really well at Norfolk. Three young players who will be an upgrade on this team right now. Why did tonight I had to watch Araruz play? Why do I have to watch Odor play every single game yeah. of the year when I have either Vavra? I don't even care. Vavra, Westbrook, Henderson, OPS of 886, 872, 882. That's the OPS. All of them, well over 850 OPSs, all would be an upgrade over Odor, certainly over Aruz. Um, Why, Josh, aren't they here, one of these guys, here right now? Because you're not playing for this year. Michael Elias is not playing for this year. He's letting the guys in the clubhouse have fun. He is not making the right moves to have this team win this year. Because you're right. You bring up D.L. Hall. You bring up Westbrook. You bring up all those guys. This is a better ball club. Just Even just straight up. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, each one you bring up, this team increases, and this team is better. So, yeah. it's, yeah. it's makes It doesn't make any sense except for – you're not playing for this year. And what irritates me is when you play that well in AAA, you've proven that it's time to go up. Bringing them to the majors is not going to hurt them at that point. Even if you say they come in and it takes about a month for them to get competitive, to get back in strides. Okay, that's fine. Guess what? In a month, we could really use that guy. Yeah. Bring them up one at a time if you have to. Space it out. I get, I don't know. I guess I'm really curious to see in the next week. Because, all right, I can I can understand and I can listen to Mike Elias and the argument of, well, I want all these guys to play this week and try to clear house and trade them because maybe there's a team that could use Odor. Yeah, like maybe you're trying to put Odor in display. Okay, fine. Right. I, get, I yeah. can get that. I can get that you were kind of trying to display these guys off, even though you're going to trade them for some prospects that might never turn up. You're not going to get anything, but it's better than nothing. I understand that a little bit. But if you get, if we get here next Tuesday and I'm still seeing guys who are not part of this future, I can no longer explain it. Because next Tuesday is when all of a sudden it is all shifted to let's get ready for next year. In my yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I feel a bad for Odor because I like Odor. I mean, he's had some clutch hits, some clutch home runs. I, this I year. like him as a player. He's got one of the worst. I like bat- his attitude. But I like him. I like that he punched Batista. I, I like everything about Odor. However, he's becoming to me a little bit like Chirinos was at the beginning of the season where. He's in the way. I, I hate you because of who you're blocking. Yes. If you were just there and there was no one behind you, I'll be all about Odor every day. But the, every time I see him strike out, I think, oh, I could be watching Bavra or Henderson or Westberg, and I, but I'm stuck watching you. And I'd be fine with if any of them struck out. It'd be like, okay, you're getting, you're, you're getting, you're building to something. I understand yeah. that strikeout of Westberg today pays off a month from now, pays off for next year. <laughs> Odor's strikeout today doesn't pay for There's tomorrow. Nothing. It does nothing for me. No. Yeah, and, and and also I think Odor, by the way, would be a really excellent guy off the bench, late in games, yes. 
um, a lefty off the bench against righty. Like, I think that would be oh, and, a good and, weapon. In a, cl- in a clutch moment? The guy's clutch. Yeah. And, but we can I tell you, Araruz, Araruz is not a weapon off the bench. <laughs> so, like, take away Araruz. Right. Put Odor on the bench as your weapon. Bring up Vavra Westberger Henderson as your everyday second baseman. And boom, you immediately become a little bit better of a baseball team. But you're right, Josh. I am willing to not flip out about this with the assumption that he's putting Odor on display for one last week. Yes. And I get not like if you're I, I don't want Westberg caught up to ride the bench, right? I don't want him up there at Ruse, like I Ruse playing at once every week. No, 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 no. When when these guys are caught up, they're playing every day. Yes. Because it's and about so next I get year. that. Yeah, because it's about next year. As fun as this year uh, is. And the rest of this year. Honestly, I, I still think it's an upgrade over Odor for the rest of this oh, year. I agree. But you're right. So it's about next year. I agree. Uh, but I agree it's an upgrade. But as fun as this year is, next year is what matters. And getting ready for next year is what matters. So, but I do agree it's an upgrade for this year as well. Hey, talking about this infield, though, this this year has kind of shook me up a little bit. Because I thought, you know, Urias... You know, placeholder. Mateo, placeholder. Yeah. Your 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 Urias now has one of the best wars on the team. If you look at F war, he's been kind of on fire lately since coming off the IL. Mateo is the most ex- he yeah. is one of the most exciting players in baseball. Yes. I mean that that game, um, both the amazing catch uh, that he had y- y- yesterday. And and for me, the most exciting play was when, you know, it was the it was the pickoff attempt at first, and he went from first to third on a bad pickoff right. attempt, uh, and then eventually scored on that on the on the short on the short sack fly to Aaron Judge. Why Aaron Judge is playing center field, I have no idea. Um, but that that like whole sequence was kind of just unbelievable. And now Mateo is actually getting on base more and playing more. Josh, Urias and Mateo, like I, I like these players. I want them to stay in this infield. And, and now, all of a sudden, you have Westberg, Henderson, and Vavra. All of a sudden, an, an infield that looks like it lacks depth yes. looks pretty crowded. And I'm not even including signing a free agent at shortstop. Um, yeah. like it looks a little bit crowded infield. Josh, what, 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 do you think Urias and Mateo are either the guys' placeholders, or do they have actual futures I... on this team, even with, can they coexist with a Henderson and Westberg and a Vavra? I think Mateo is a great off-the-bench guy. I think Urias might be playing himself into some trade value, the way he's been playing the past month. So I, I th- trade for. Him. I think I think you could find a team that could trade for him as, as some extra depth, um, because I don't think I don't know. Urias is still young. We got plenty of control on Urias. Yeah. So, but I don't want him in the way of of these big prospects that are coming up. So I don't know. I don't know what you do with Urias. I would try. I would be trying to trade Urias. Is what I would be doing. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, maybe. I maybe. I mean. I guess you have to ask yourself if you're Mike Elias, who do you like better, Urias or Westbrook, right? And and, well, and that's I think a conversation you can have, um, and to see right. who gets traded. Right. That's true. You could. With all that depth, you could say, who do you want on your infield in 2023? Urias or Westberg? Now, it'll sting if we trade Westberg. But, yeah, you're right. It will be that statement. If they trade any of those guys, 
it's a statement that uh, Michael Elias trusts Urias and sees Urias as the fu- as part of the future here. Well, and then if you look back to what the Astros did, and we always go there because Michael Elias was there. Yep. So I think we go there too much because not like Michael Elias was GM there; he was just you know. No, but but still, he learned, there. He watched. He he watched and was part of something that worked. So until well, the Astros traded for starting like Justin Verlander is, is the biggest one, but they traded for starting pitching. And that's how they really, they built that rotation a lot with, with, with trades. Yes. And if you want to trade, not just for, you know, a Jordan Lyles type, but if you want to trade for, I mean, this deadline, Luis Castillo is the biggest guy. Like if you want to trade for a top of the rotation arm, you're giving up top 100 prospects, right? Like if you want to get that top arm, you're going to trade a rate, trade away really good prospects. And so that's part of the reason why you have all these good prospects in all these positions is because some of these guys on the on the modeling system now that we like some top 100 guys right now next year this time will be traded and i, I don't expect it to happen this trade deadline but next tra- trade deadline i think it's very possible that some of these guys yes. get dealt in order to get that elite pitcher that you can't afford to sign but that you get kind of mid-season right that's um, i think depth. that's very possible yep yep and that's why you have depth sure Yep, and so that's the argument for keeping your eyes and keeping Westbrook. Keep them all, and then trade away the excess at the at the next trade deadline. Yeah, I can see that, but it means getting rid of Odor and Aurora Aurora's now. They got to go. Yeah, I I mean, I, I just don't see how they can make it on the roster the rest of the year. I, I like Odor as a clubhouse guy. I like him as off the bench clutch guy. I like him. I want him on the team but I just don't want him playing every day when you have such other talented players in the minors. And, and Michael Elias seems to be, I don't know. It just seems to be like a month too late with some of these promotions, Josh. It's a little bit annoying. Yeah, no, it is. It's, I cannot explain why DL Hall is not on this team. I get the coming back, pitch one in and stretch everyone out after the all-star break, but I don't get why then that wasn't a stretch to then bring you up to Baltimore. The team could have used you. They could have used you today. They could use. They could have used you against the Yankees. They could definitely use you this week with Tampa. Um, I don't know. Do you take them on the road? But I feel like, why would you not want your top prospect to come and take and face one of your divisional opponents in big must-win yeah. games? Let them see something. And, and what's, what's the before. downside? I don't right. understand the downside. Right. Of it. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't get it. Don't get it at all. Yeah, and the same argument make for DL Hall, you can make for for Vavra Westberg. And again, Gunnar Henderson is the one guy that you could say, well, his age, and yeah, his limited young. time in Norfolk, right? Like you could argue that. And I think to me, the guy that makes most sense to call up is Vavra, but because he's been at AAA, I think the entire year, okay. um, where Westberg and Henderson were late call ups. Um, but still, yeah, I mean, DL Hall is now he's he's twenty three. He'll be 24 in September, so almost tw- he'll be 24 by the end of the season. So he's not like a young kid. He's been in the system since 2017. Um, it just, I, yeah, it, it seems everything seems to be lined up for him to be kind of in the majors now. I agree, but we'll see. We'll see, and, and maybe he'll be caught up tomorrow, and we'll look like silly fools for this conversation. I, I, I hope so. I hope his so. first start, he pitched an inning. Right. Um, but now, all of a sudden, they're saying, no, we're just controlling everyone's innings coming right. out of the All-Star break. So everyone's just pitching one or two innings. 
Um, doesn't mean they're being promoted, but but DL Hall say. needs to be promoted. He I does. Mean, he needs to be promoted. Three um, more games last week. He needs, yeah, yeah. Three more games against Tampa, and the Thursday games at twelve thirty-five. So I don't know. I guess it's summer, so you can still do promotions for Thursday afternoon games. But I'm sorry, but a twelve thirty-five game at Camden Yards sucks. It's way too oh, in July. This heat? Forget it's about way it. too yeah. hot, and it's like I get all right. Bring, you could announce that DL Hall's pitching on Thursday, and I would go if I was in Maryland. You would go too, because we're diehards. You're not going to yeah. get a lot of people to take the afternoon off work and drag their kids out with the type of heat that we had <laughs> have right now. If you wait till the yeah. weekend, we go to Cincinnati and Texas, then we come home for Pittsburgh and Toronto. Um. I'd like him to pitch against someone before Toronto. I just watched Toronto blow up the Red Sox, and I, I, their offense is on fire right now. I'd rather that not be D.L. Hall's first start, but, I mean, I want him up here. Are you waiting? Are you trying to make room in your rotation and bring him up next week? Is it the same as the hold at second base? You're trying to get these – are you trying to get Lyles one more start? Get – I mean – Wells, you're not going to trade, so who cares if he has another start? Voth, did you really want him to have another start? Watkins, maybe you could see trading Watkins. You could give him one more start. But I don't know. I don't understand. I can't explain why D.L. Hall is not in the majors now. Just like I couldn't explain every time Grayson Rodriguez gets out and out and why it wasn't his last in the minors. Yeah, and now it just becomes not even enjoy- enjoyable for me to watch D.L. Hall starts. It just becomes stressful. So you're saying, like, don't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> don't get hurt. It's like, like don't make waste. To, to, to the majors. You're pitching great, but you're wasting it in Norfolk. Yeah. Every pitch he throws is a waste, right? Who yep. cares? Exactly. Who cares? Exactly. He's shown enough. Either, either if you're worried about his innings count, set him down for the season. Let him go home. Let him put his legs up. And we'll get him for next year. Otherwise, bring him up to Baltimore. Use those innings. Use that pitching in a team that it matters on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and, and if you're not going to call call him up, then fine. Just be upfront with him, and 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 say, listen, the plan is we're just going to keep you healthy this year. We're not going to let you throw in the majors. Fine, but I hope you're telling Dia Hall that because I think this is kind of messed up to your prospects also to have them play pitch really well or play really well and not reward them by getting caught up. I think it's kind of Messed up um, organizationally, yeah. sure. Um, but you made me think of something too, Josh. When you mentioned, um, I know we mentioned Voth, and we talked about Aruas before. Um, when we're talking about Michael Ice making trades, those are two waiver claims that made everyone kind of shake their head, saying, "Why are we claiming these guys?" And it also makes you wonder when Michael Ice looks at the trade, like he's looking for things we're not looking at, right? Like he of has course. privilege to data that we don't have data on. Things like spin rate, next oh, class, and all this stuff. And that's why I'll so say. So he's looking at stuff. We're, not, he, we're looking at batting averages. He's not looking at that. He's looking at these other, other data points and making his decision. Yeah. So it's very likely he has guys circled in organizations that he likes that will make everybody else, including, I mean, I mean, Oriole fans, kind of scratch their heads with the guys that he likes because he has data probably that appeals to him that might not appeal to us. Right. And that's why. I'll say I don't understand why D.L. Hall is not up. I don't understand why these other guys are playing. But I will never say, well, 
at this time, I will not say Michael Elias doesn't know what he's doing. I still trust what Michael Elias is doing. I just do not understand as a fan of this team and a guy that watches every single game and tracks all this stuff and gets on this podcast and pretends to know what I'm talking about for an hour every week. I don't understand, but that doesn't mean Michael Elias is doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a if – if you're going to criticize Michael Elias, and we're kind of doing it, I guess, by saying he's not calling these guys up, this is a dumb time to criticize it. He, yes. He's taking this team to 500 with a bunch of no names that no one ever heard of. He's I don't promoted know. What, this what, team what if to I, the number one – I don't know. Maybe they're doing it in spite of Michael Elias. It's a major yeah, league situation. Yeah. He's promoted this team to the number one farm system in baseball. He's established a whole – you know, um, Dominican summer league that didn't exist before he got here. Um, he got Vault to, to say that when he's with the Nationals, he didn't have access to all this data and a personal plan right. that he has. Sounds with all familiar. So, Sounds yeah, like Zach exactly. Britton. Well, yeah, what Zach Britton said when he left Baltimore. Yep. Now people are saying when they get here, there was that guy, what was his name? Uh, oh, man, I should know. We just drafted him with our third pick, Fabian or something. Oh, Fa- Fabian, who said... His quote was, he wanted to play with Baltimore. They asked him last year, he was drafted by the Red Sox and chose to go to college instead of signing with the Red Sox. They asked him if he, if he was drafted by Baltimore, not the Red Sox, what he was signed. He said, probably. Um, he, That's exciting. he wanted to play for Baltimore. Yeah. How insane that is. So all these things are going right. And so, yeah, we're nitpicking the call-up time of D.L. Hall. But nit- nitpicking the call-up time of D.L. Hall or any of these prospects is not saying that Michael Elias is doing a bad job. He clearly has a team on the right trajectory. Um, he just, I just wish he would call guys up a little quicker. Yeah. I agreed. Agreed. So. No. Uh, so Josh, um, this week we mentioned Santander. Yeah. Most likely gone. Mancini. Most, most likely, likely gone. gone. Um, Tate. Would you put Dylan Tate as most likely gone? I'd put most likely the, as, gone. I think he's your, I think he's your top bullpen trade candidate why josh because lopez is going to cost too much and you're not going to get what you want for lopez batista is even more valuable than lopez tate's kind of just the odd man out at that point he's not your top two guys but he's a guy that's going to get you stuff back yeah yeah and perez is the other guy who's like that but he's a lefty Tate, Batista, Lopez are all righties. Vespi. Tate is the. Vespi's an interesting option yeah, also. Yeah. He still has yet to, they yo-yo him a little bit, but still has yet to give up a run in right. AAA. Um, only gave up a few in the majors. But yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at Dylan cool. Tate, still under control to 2026. But but yeah, he does seem to be the odd one out. If you look at righties in the bullpen, back end, Batista, Lopez. Tate, yeah, Tate Ves- might be the odd one out. Vespi got, but again, you don't need to trade him, but Ves- it's possible. Yeah, Vespi got four strikeouts tonight in one inning, or two innings. <laughs> Sorry, four in one inning would be impressive. Two innings. <laughs> That'd be impressive. Winning. So he's yeah. continuing to look. Every now you see that if the, the arrow on the catcher drops ball or something, and a guy gets the first base, you get your fourth strikeout. Yep, <laughs> right, right, right. So, did you uh, did you watch the uh, SPs this week? I Josh, this is you saying. Did you watch the ESPYS? Yeah. Is the first time I heard the word ESPYS that they were even on. Oh, I, here's the only reason I know about the ESPYS is because Trey Mancini didn't want Trey to come Mancini back. didn't want to come back player after they gave like a whole speech about uh, cancer and coming back from cancer and strikeout cancer, and then they didn't give it to Trey Mancini, 
That's the only thing. And I some know. guy, what was it like? Uh, who was it? Was, uh, it? was it Clay Thompson with the with the leg injury or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think the. I hate all award shows. I think they're all worthless. I think the ESPYS is the absolute worthless, most worthless out of all of the award shows because the way you win awards in sports is by playing games. You don't need award shows. Movies, right. you win through award shows. Baseball, you win through the All-Star Game and World Series and MVPs. It's right. worthless. They have built-in rewards. Right. Yeah. It's worthless. It's the most made-up thing. Yeah. I don't recall. I don't remember the last time. Maybe. I'm sure I did at some point, but I, I literally can't remember the last time I saw the SBs or even saw oh, a highlight of the yeah, SB. Probably it just doesn't even register my brain. Yeah. I was thinking it's probably pre-internet. It's probably when the only way I could see news and yeah. sports stuff is when we, it's when I watched sports center. The last time I watched the SBs yeah. is when I would watch sports center all day. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. So it doesn't work. So, so yeah, I'm sure it's, it's outrageous that Trey Mancini did not win an award, but I'm with you. Like the award doesn't even matter. So does a, an award that doesn't matter if you don't get it, does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Right. I don't know. Um, so no, I didn't watch the SBs. Are you excited for Ravens training camp? Um, yeah, uh, exactly. Training camp. Isn't it awesome that right no. now the Orioles matter enough that I don't even know when training camp starts. I know it starts in a couple weeks, maybe next week. Um, but yeah, our, our old thing was like keep it entertaining until training camp starts. Yeah, that certainly I, is. I think training achieved camp achieved this year. Mission accomplished. I think training camp starts like later this week or early yeah. next week, and we don't care. That's awesome. That's all we've been wanting from the Orioles for so many years. Yeah, and it just—it also reminds me of things that we don't care about. Um, I don't care that Trey Mancini didn't win an SB. It really doesn't register to me. And I also really—I don't care where you rank Lamar Jackson in the top twenty quarterbacks. Like I don't care. You mean you don't about your Lamar Jackson? Quarterback oh, I don't care ranking. about that either. Do you care? It seems like. People come become obsessed over where Lamar Jackson ranks as a quarterback. And I'm like, this, why? <laughs> I think we just came up with a new segment for the show. This is a great way to end every show. I don't care. Because I don't yeah. care about Madden ratings. I don't care what the players' numbers are in Madden. And that Justin Tucker's a 99 and Lamar's only, uh, whatever, 92 or something. I don't care. Oh, I'm gonna have to go to the other end on this one, Josh. You do care? Not that I care about Madden ratings, but today I, I hadn't played the show in a while. Yeah. I turned on the show today, got the update, and I immediately go to the Orioles bullpen, and there's still Josh disrespected all them <laughs> potential D's in the sixties and seventies. Our Orioles bullpen is being such disrespected on the show compared to how they're playing. Batista is like a, a D potential as like a 70 pitcher. Right. Um, so I care about the rate. They make, they made me mad. I got mad this morning. It was like, I was, I played at like 5 a.m. Because uh -huh. Flora woke up and I was awake. So I played at 5 a.m. before anyone else got up. And I was, and I just went on and looked at the relievers and I just got mad this morning. So I don't care about Madden ratings, but I do care about the show ratings. The show needs That's to right. update the Orioles' bullpen numbers. I've, you know, I've been playing the show. I started a season a while ago, and I 
made my adjustments. You know, Grayson's already up. DL Hall's already up. Adley was up, started the season with my team. I made those moves, so I haven't looked at the ratings for where they're at. But I understand, yeah, the, the, the disrespect. I get that, I guess. No, I'm so annoyed with it, Josh, to the point where I love to do franchise mode. I can't do franchise mode with the Orioles because it makes me too mad that all these players are suck so much. I'm like, no, Batista should be good in franchise mode. Like, these guys, guys should be good. Jorge Lopez should be dominating. Well, it shows so it you. Makes me mad. So I can't even play with them because I get too mad. Because you're going to have to wait so till next year. Team. Because, or even maybe next week. Because like we said, it's taken until the All-Star break for national baseball writers to notice that something's going on in Baltimore. You think the show is going to notice that something's going on in Baltimore? The show, it took a month and a half for them to move left field wall out. The show is not going to really? notice this stuff. Yeah, yeah they took, it was like early it was early June or, or mid-May or something that it took. The show is not paying attention to it. They're loading the stats in. They're not changing potential ratings. There's, hey, when does Jackson of, Holiday get updated in the show? When, when's he on there? Uh, probably not until next year. I mean, there's not. It's not, not really. Like, yeah, if this game is not made by baseball nerds. This name, Josh, game they is made update by, the rosters every two weeks or something. Yeah. You think they do that by hand? That's that's manually that's automatic, like just downloaded from MLB.com. But they don't have draft prospects. I mean, they yeah. they, they, they they don't have don't drafted know. guys. In I don't the know. Season? I don't know if they. I doubt they would because with that, I bet they just follow once the season starts. I bet they just follow the forty man. So I don't think that's true. I think it's more detailed than that. I think they'll add them by August. <laughs> I will see. I have no evidence to back this up. I just think. By August, so uh, you're giving a week. You're giving a week for them to, to, add, it, to add Jackson Holiday. Yeah, Why in the first, whatever the first August update is. Uh, you got to bring an 18-year-old up in your franchise? Uh, yes, I will. As long as they update my bullpen so I can be the Orioles. I'm not going to be the Orioles until they update my bullpen. All right, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, we got a little overtime in here. But, yeah. Ooh. I think it's time to wrap it up. Hey, next week we'll break down some trades, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I assume so. If uh, I'd be shocked if Mancini and Santander are still here. But I can't wait to see what they do. Well, maybe maybe not. I mean, the trade deadline is August 2nd. I keep on forgetting, Yeah, right? it's Tuesday at 5. Yeah, so yeah. we'll be here Monday. Well, maybe we should push the podcast we might push it. We might push Tuesday, it. Tuesday night. Yeah, we might have to push it to Tuesday at 5. Because I'm not talking Monday about potential trades and then oh, yeah, all of yeah. them happen on Tuesday. And, and I don't, right. And I don't want to talk about, oh, it looks like we're not trading Mancini. And then the next day they trade him. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. I do that. So yeah. unless they trade Santander or Mancini, or <laughs> Mancini, we're not doing the show until Tuesday evening. Yeah, sounds good. And then, yeah, get ready to refresh Twitter a million times. Right. Now, if they, if they trade these big guys before, then we'll stick with our Monday night. Yeah. All right. Well, boys and girls, make sure you follow us on uh, all your social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to iTunes, write us a review. Yep. Support us over at session336.com. Yep. And Patreon, become a Patreon member. Like us or make sure you're following us on YouTube and TikTok because I want to try to get more video stuff out there. And keep spreading the word on the show and sharing the Twitter feed. It's nice to see... As the Orioles play well, more downloads happen. It's fun. It's fun to see people get back into Orioles baseball. Yeah, I mean, I find myself not just Orioles podcast, but just baseball podcasts and sports podcasts. Yes. 
listen to more when the Warriors are playing well. So it makes sense our numbers up as well. Yep. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go Oats. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Oh, that new doctor is dropped at gorgeous. Oh, please, he's just another RV League educated surgeon with good hair. No, he's different. Nurses, we got a classy motorhome with a detached driver's side mirror. Meet me in the OR. Stat. Right away, doctor. No, 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 she's on break. I'll handle this one. Oh, you conniving little... When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms.